Alright guys, how you doing? Welcome to the DCOM After Dark Podcast. My name is Kevin. And this is Lindsay. And we're here today to talk about Halloween Town. What? What? Halloween Town. Halloween time for us at least here, for the two of us. So we figured we would review this movie, check it out, and see where it all got started. I think this has to be one of my favorite Halloween-themed movie, Mm -hmm. which is why I urged that we do this one. But it starts out... Well, do we want to talk about the characters? Yeah, before we get into that, though, I've actually never seen Halloween Town. This was the first time I've ever seen this movie. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I knew there was, like, witches and stuff. That's all I knew. I didn't know any other shit about this movie. So... (laughs) Halloween Town was like a new experience for me altogether. So uh, in this movie, this movie starred Kimberly J. Brown as Marnie Piper. Um, Debbie Reynolds, Carrie Fisher's uh, mom, rest in peace, as Aggie Cromwell. Judith, Judith Hogue, I believe it's Hogue, as Gwen Piper, who is uh, Agatha's daughter. And... uh Marnie's mom, so Marnie's Aggie's uh, granddaughter. It had Joey Zimmerman as Dylan Piper, which is Marnie's brother, and Emily Roski. I'd go Roski. Roski as Sophie Piper, um, the youngest of the Piper slash Cromwell children. Um, Debbie Reynolds has like a pretty storied career. She's was in a ton of things, sings, dances. Very obviously the star of this film, the biggest name. Though Kimberly J. Brown is like the kid star of the film. It's about her. This is very much a Marnie tale, I realized. Um, Debbie Reynolds, Aggies. Although I'm not sure that's the way I would have done it, and we can talk about that <laughs> yeah, later. I don't think I would have done it this way either. But that's, this movie is definitely about Marnie. I'm assuming there's four movies in this franchise. So I'm guessing all four of them are going to be about Marnie. But we'll find out over the next times we watch yeah, the movies. Yeah, uh, spoilers. They're not all Kimberly J. Brown. Just gonna... They're not all Kimberly They're, they're all different... Marnie. What? But, uh, okay, that, that's really interesting. Yeah. That I want to... Spoilers. That I do want to... I'm a little interested in that. Um, what, about, what about Dylan? Is it the same kid? We'll have to find oh out. Oh, my God. Okay, I need to, I need You'll to know that. You'll have to tune back in. That was we, uh... crazy. Okay, I need to see this. Okay, so this movie was made in 1998. So it's one of the first... DCOMs out there. I think it came out like right after Brink. So it's pretty important to like the DCOM legacy. I know tons of people love this movie. This is one that people seem to talk about when they think of DCOMs. Halloween Town is usually pretty high up there. So that should be this. This should, was going to be an interesting watch for me for someone who had never seen it. I felt like this was going to be something that I was going to be. And really interested to find out how this was going to go. So we got um, Kimberly J. Brown as Marnie. One more time, Kimberly as Marnie. We got Judith Hogue as Gwen, her mom. We got Debbie Reynolds as Aggie, the grandma. We got Joey Zimmerman as Dylan, her brother. And we got Emily Roski as Sophie, her sister. Okay. And this movie starts out with Marnie arguing with her mother about going to a costume party. So we also see that her younger brother and her younger sister are also in the scene. Yeah. But 
we also have her friends who are there. Yeah, because it's like Halloween. It's Halloween and they're like, want to go out. And Gwen's, Gwen is like, nope, She's not happening. She's giving no real reason why they can't go out. Just weak excuses about what she doesn't understand. She did hit Marnie with a very interesting excuse of that. She'll explain when she was taller. Yes. I thought that was funny because she, she can't say older because she's already 13 and that's kind of like it. So Yes, it, it is mentioned that it is Marnie's 13th Halloween. And the thing that struck me as strange is her friends are actively participating in this argument with her mother. Like yeah. Giving reasons about why Marnie should be able to go out. In my family, we never, that would never fly. Nah, that happen. would never fly. That would never fly. But mom wins out. She kicks the friends out. And we're sitting there and we have Sophie, the younger sister, staring out the window, just in like classic horror film child just saying someone's coming mm-hmm. on like repeat that was yeah that was ominous i guess at the <laughs> time i didn't catch it i thought she was talking about someone's coming to the door because it is halloween and i think dylan also thought someone he was, she was talking about someone coming to the door because he says no one ever comes through our door no one ever comes i thought that was not that big of a deal i kind of ignored it dylan is the brother, and I feel like he is really the star of this movie because he's the the best. But he's like when when Marnie's like pissed off and talking shit about her mom about not them being able to go trick or treating. He gives a ton of great reasons. He says, you know, even though the razor blade and the apple is a myth, there you could be abducted. There's problems out there. You're just walking around. He but- is the man of the house and <laughs> clearly the logical person. The entire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I personally think that Sophie is the star of the movie. As Uh, we'll get into as it goes deeper, uh she has some really crucial moments in this film. She does. But we'll jump to the next scene, and Sophie is actually the first person we see do magic. Before we get there, though, I want to talk, I want to really dig deep real quick about how the fact. How the, the fact that Marnie is, once again, we're dealing with another terrible child. That is true. In this film. Marnie, Marnie berates her mom constantly about how she's the worst because she won't let her go out for Halloween. And she's basically an adult at 13. She has so much attitude for a 13-year-old. It was annoying as fuck. Tandy, it's not Tandy. I call her Tandy. My apologies. Uh, Gwen <laughs> knows that there's something going on with the family. She knows that. But Marnie's being a piece of shit the whole time. And even when, even when Dylan is trying to get Marnie to understand why they can't go out for Halloween, Marnie's being a piece of shit. And then, she, then Marnie's like, you know, um, I want to go out. This is the day that mom and dad met. And Dylan's like, if you bring that up, that's just going to bum mom out. Because we find out, spoiler alert, dad's dead. Yeah. So... It's not much later that we find that Yeah, like, like literally a scene or two later. And I'm guessing it was within the last year or yeah, so. Yeah, probably we rather just, recently. Yeah, we don't really talk about it much. Mm-hmm. He has a picture in the house. and That's, that's it. That's kind of the end of mentioned once or twice, yeah. and that's, that's all we got. That's about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She obviously does have some attitude problems, and she's got, like, this complex that she is one of the greatest and most important people 
I guess, in the family. Yeah. But as we see, that she's not. Pretty mediocre, actually. She's pretty run-of-the-mill. But, like I said, it's Sophie that we see do magic for the first time. Yeah, that was dope. And we are cutting to the mom denying her cookies. cookies. Yeah. And she takes them away, and Sophie's upset and she's just repeating i want that cookie i want that cookie and you see the cookie start floating it like levitates off the plate yep and she's got her back turned to it so she doesn't even see the cookie coming her way right and mom reaches out grabs the cookie (laughs) just in time and says not again (laughs) and then shoves it in her mouth before sophie turns around and can see the cookie floating at her so obviously sophie has powers beyond her control And obviously shit happens around her. And mom, knowing that they're witches, is like, up, gotta keep this shit down. So obviously I feel like... Well, now we know they're witches. I figured they were witches. Now we know they're witches. I figured there had to be something. And I like the fact that mom knew that they were like developing powers, or at least Sophie was. And so she was trying to shut that shit down. Yep. Gonna keep it to herself. Mm Mm-hmm. And... She's trying to keep that to herself, but then we see Aggie come in. Wait, what you, before Grandma got there, right? Yeah. Grandma showed up on a fucking bus that flew in. Flying bus. A flying bus. A fucking bus stop stop sign just went down in the fucking town. And she came down like a fucking spooky Mary Poppins mm-hmm. with an umbrella and shit. And she's talking to her bag and she tells her bag, come on. The bag like shakes his head, and then the bag. The fucking, bag didn't want to leave the bus. And the bag didn't want to leave the bus, and then it follows her. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. That was insane to me. I just couldn't believe that. I just couldn't believe that it followed her like a pet. And that is our introduction to Debbie Reynolds in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this bag that Kevin speaks of is full of all of your Halloween festivities. She's got skeletons. She's got candy. She's got. Costumes. She had cloves of, gar- cloves of garlic. Cloves of garlic to keep away the vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she brings all of this in and gets all of the kids riled up about Halloween when we've just had a whole argument we've about whole how ar- we don't participate. And Tandy just shut... Not Tandy. And Gwen... I keep calling call, her Okay, Tandy. so I want to get in this real fast. So uh, Miss Hogue, Judith Hogue, Gwen Piper, the mom, she plays Tandy on Nashville, a TV show that aired on ABC, then on CMT. I was a big fan of that show, so whenever I see her, I only think Tandy. (laughs) I don't remember her name as Gwen. I keep thinking Tandy. I keep saying Tandy. You could call her mom. I'm going to call her mom if I can, (laughs) but I'm probably going to call her Tandy. Her name is Gwen, though. I'm going to make that clear. Gwen, Tandy, same person, one and the same. So, she's Mom is losing out on this argument about not participating in Halloween because Grandma right. comes in. Has all the shit, candy, yeah. everything, and just straight shoots Mom in the foot on all the shit she was saying like literally 15 to 20 minutes ago. Yeah, and we see Marnie being a... Bitch. Again, when she calls out like, we haven't seen Grandma in a year, can you please not fight? So this is the first time we're like, okay, Grandma. And that's when Dylan comes through again and yeah. is like, Grandma already starts it. Mom's a saint. Grandma always starts these fucking fights. Yeah. Which, Grandma's the bitch. She only comes around once a year anyway. Fuck her. Yeah. So, yeah. Why are there not more questions about how she shows up 
in a bus. Well, they don't and see yet the we bus. only see her once a year, but they talk about the bus. Yeah, they say she oh, takes the bus to the town. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So she's obviously close enough that she can take a bus, but we only see her once a year and for a couple of hours. So she's only going to be there for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Let's not spoil it by arguing, which doesn't necessarily happen true because we continue to argue the rest of the movie. Right. So um, Gwen and Aggie are fighting in the kitchen about Marnie's powers. Mm-hmm. And we, this is where we find out that the 13th Halloween marks the completion of a witch's training. And if Marnie does not at least start her training, she's going to lose her powers forever and she's going to be a mortal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we even find out, like her father and like her brother. Right, we find out that they don't have, they don't have powers because they're humans. Uh, so Dylan doesn't have powers. William, the dad, he's dead. He didn't have powers because he's a human. And and Grandma Aggie, she wants Gwen to move back to the Wizarding World of Halloween Town to help her do some shit. I'm not really sure what yet, but she wants her to help her do some shit. And she wants Marnie to be to come into her own as a witch because if she doesn't learn this shit right now. It's going to be a problem. Right. So after. But Marnie overhears. Well, before that, before that conversation even happens, Grandma wants to go tell them a bedtime bedtime story. story, And after they had that conversation, she wants to go tell them a bedtime story. Uh, Gwen specifically tells her, whatever you do, don't tell them about Halloween Town. You can tell them whatever the fuck story you want, but don't talk about Halloween Town. Grandma's like, cool, got it. Goes up there and says, guys, I got a story for you about Halloween Town. And she's like, what the fuck? I just told you not to tell them that shit. The thing that was crazy to me is that Grandma pulls out a book that's like a shot for shot of Halloween Town. Yep. It's like a prophecy book. And then she leaves that shit with Marnie. This is a classic example of parents meddling in bitches shit that they don't need to be meddling in. Because she told her specifically, do not do this. I agree with her, though. (laughs) What? Can you imagine if you had powers and you were about to lose it forever and nobody gave you the option? You're 13 years old. You ain't get no options. You're a child. You're a child. No, that's not how this works. You're a child. it's going to affect the rest of your life and you do have a say in what the rest of your life looks like. Kanye Shrug. I mean... Maybe. You should have a say. Yeah, I don't know if Marnie child. should have a say, but I'm Marnie's fighting a bitch. for Sophie at this point. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, Marnie overhears them talking in the kitchen. Yes. After And then she sees Grandma turn a chi- some chicken wings right. into and a chicken. This has to be my most laughable moment. Like, she snaps her fingers and some chicken on a plate turns into a live chicken. Yeah. And then she snaps it back, and then it's back to your chicken fingers or mm-hmm. whatnot. They continue to have this argument, and that's when it comes out that, like, we're now 100% confirmed that Grandma lives in Halloween Town. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she's saying to her daughter that she needs help because something's going on. And Halloween time. And she wants to get to the bottom of this. Yes. So she's saying, okay, I'm not just here for Marnie's 13th Halloween, 
this has to do with citizens in Halloween Town turn angry and then and go then they, missing. Yeah, and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. And she's powerful, but she'd be more pow- powerful with her daughter right. or another witch. I thought it was some real powerful foreshadowing when uh, Aggie was pretty pissed that Gwen had married a human. And it just gave me flashbacks to my favorite franchise, Harry Potter, and the fact that mom, that, that Graham is a pureblood loyalist, and she's, ha- she's mad that Gwen went and married a human, made some mudblood children, and was pissed about it. She wants to raise them up. Yeah, I mean, she said she got lucky that she had two children yeah. with powers, and that she could have ended up with... No children. Yep, and she would have been pissed about it. Yeah, she would have ruined the Cromwell line. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I immediately thought Slytherin. This is this bitch is Slytherin, one hundred percent, pure bloods all the way. But I, I mean, I'm a Harry Potter guy, so I just (laughs) can't help myself. So, Gwen turns down her mother's ask for help. Yeah, because she doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't live in. She doesn't live in that city no more. She, 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 she said, look, man, I know you got out the hood and I need you to come back to the hood and help the hood out. And she said, I don't live in the hood no more, Ma. Right. You should probably get the fuck out the hood, too. But I kind of feel like she's a terrible person at this point because it, at first she's like, oh, I can't just take off and do this. Right. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, OK, well, she only comes once a year, which means the bus if she goes back to help grandma, she can't she go can't back for like another year for another year. And that's what I'm thinking. But we find out much later not even much later, that that's not true. Listen, Gwen just does, is not about this life. She's not about that witch life. Like she, she, she's, she's just disrespecting her mother is what she's is she, doing. Is she by saying, I don't want to come back? She just said, I'm I not about come this. I back to help you. I'm not about this witch life. I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Ma, you're a little crazy. I told you not to. This is, mind you, also, after she explicitly, explicitly went against what Gwen told her to do. About teaching a kid about how, kids about Halloween Town. Now you want my help? Fuck that. But yeah, but she's basically saying she does like, oh, people are disappearing, and I'm the only one that can help you. Meh, your problem. She said, try to get one of your friends to help. You said, oh, they don't believe no, me. But nobody's because you're a crackpot. Nobody's <laughs> as powerful as they are. So, so mom says. So grandma says. I think we find that out later. But Gwen maybe. says maybe. I don't know. The, the other witches didn't really help. They didn't believe. No, me. there was literally nobody around to help at that point. Apparently, because they're. I'm now uh, believing they are the only witches. <laughs> well, no, there was two witches on the bus. Yeah, but where were they? Chilling in the houses because they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> and that, that's where we jumped way ahead to talk okay, about the ending. We'll Whatever. get there. But um, so she denies all of the help and it's like, oh, you know, grandma's got to leave now. And this is where, like, I loved this. She says, enjoy the leftovers. Snaps her fingers. Turn the chicken back into real chickens. That was some fucked up shit. In the fridge. And I was there clucking the shit. So in the, you could hear the chicken in the fridge. Couldn't eat that shit again. It was fucked up. Anyway. I, I think I, I was dying at that moment. I was like, that's, <laughs> she didn't want to help. I'm going to turn your leftovers then into I'm really not going to help now. Fuck exactly. that. I'm not coming at all. So grandma leaves. She's headed towards the bus. And that's when we see that Marnie is going to Dylan. He's like, hey, everybody's a witch. We know that I'm a witch. Yeah. You're a witch. We all witches. Yay. So Marnie finds out from, because she overheard in the kitchen. And she goes and she, like you said, woke Dylan up. They have a conversation about the fact 
that they're witches. Dylan doesn't believe it because he's the only rational motherfucker on this but movie. But his comeback is fantastic. The only thing this confirms is insanity runs in the family. Yeah, he knows she's crazy. Grandma's crazy. You crazy. It's cool. We understand that. And then she's like, are you going to come with me? Because I'm going to go help. And Dylan's like, I'm going to go to confirm that you're crazy. So yeah, sure. That's what I'm along for. Mm-hmm. That and, you know, I'm the man of the house. So I got to like watch over you. <laughs> yeah. With dad being dead. I'm the only logical the person. The 11 year old's the man of the you house. You literally die when you walk out the door because <laughs> you can't think for yourself at all. So that's where we're at. We're following grandma. And grandma's waiting for this bus, which is not flying anymore. I'm a little disappointed by that. It just drives up. It just drives up, but I figured out why. It's because Marnie and Dylan have to climb in the back of the bus unnoticed. Mm-hmm. And in order for them to do that, the bus cannot be flying. Correct. I don't know why the bus didn't drive up the first time to just Correct. solve this little problem, but eh. it is what it is. Right. So they climb in the back. And it's like a magic school bus. It is a magic school bus. <laughs> it's a school bus. And they don't go sit with grandma because they don't want the bus to stop and grandma to kick, kick them, them off. Out. Yeah. But their fear, you know, that fear dies pretty quickly when it goes through like a wormhole. While it's in the wormhole, they hear Frankenstein lamenting about being in a convenience store and having fucking problems with this weird lizard guy. They look to their left, they see some other witches. And they're like, they realize they're not in Kansas no more. No. And I mean, Dylan describes this bus as people coming back from a costume party at Moose Lodge. Yeah. So he's still with the logic. Even though we're going through a wormhole, he's just trying to explain it away. I love this dude. He's logic all the way. He makes the most sense to me. I love this dude. <laughs> this dude's my, my spirit animal. We quickly land in Halloween Town and... Lose grandma immediately. Yeah, grandma gets right off the bus. She starts walking. I want to know why they're not freaked the fuck out that there's just monsters literally everywhere. They're clearly not. And Marnie knows immediately, it's real. We're in Halloween town. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm finally home. I'm doing Dylan's it. Like, I'm here to live this life. And Dylan's like, what the fuck is going on? There has to be a logical explanation for this fucking lizard man. I'm looking to my left and seeing. And I look to my right and I see this crossing guard with, like, a pig face. I don't get it. And the bus leaves, and we see Sophie just standing She's standing there. there. Uh, now, I had a, a million questions about this, right? How the fuck did Sophie get on the bus? Because they went through the back. There's no way for her to go through the front. She couldn't stow away underneath the thing. That shit flew through an interdimensional rift in the fucking world she's literally my favorite character at this point it makes zero fucking sense but i'm cool with it because sophie's obviously a super 17 level witch who is going to be able to right wrongs she's gonna blend the world with harry potter she's gonna do everything so obviously sophie is here but now to stay we can explain away anything she does like her appearing on that bus is because she is literally the greatest Cromwell witch at this in, point. Yeah, in the history of all Cromwell yes. witches, true. So, and we'll find, she just keeps getting better as it goes on, so. And my thing is, though, I don't know why they're not more concerned that Sophie's there. Like, they're like, oh, Sophie's here. Okay, cool. Like, good to see you. She's like, how did you, how'd you get here? She said, I was pretending to be asleep. And then uh, Marnie was like, checks out. All right, yep. cool. <laughs> that's well, I mean, right. we snuck on too. So yeah, so that's cool. Whatever. Even though we snuck on the only other way to go, and you didn't come behind us, but whatevs. So at this point, we get introduced to the mayor. Yep, obvious bad dude. Yeah, he's 
He's super creepy. Uh-huh. He pulls a lollipop. Full-size lollipop. Big-ass fucking circular bullshit. Everything. Out of the back of his ear. Uh-huh. It, it's real gross. Disgusting. And Offers hands it to it Sophie. To Sophie. Um, she, she, she gave him a hard pass, which I appreciated. She's like, mm, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> so we find out that this guy's name is Calabar. Yep. That just sounds like an evil motherfucker's name. Right. Um, mayor and he's Calabar. he's the mayor of the town. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets them all set up. He introduces himself. Basically, they say that they're the Cromwell prodigy at this point. Yeah, and she's like, he's like, oh shit, is your mom here? Yeah. Which instantly told me that they used to fuck. Oh yeah, it was super creepy. He's uh-huh. like looking around. Looking around, for, your, your like, mom here? Look, looking behind them, they're like, no, nope, we're we here by ourselves. Let's visit grandma. Full creeper status. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we're just here with grandma, and do you know where she lives? Sure. She's lived in the same house for 200 years. 200 years. They did not, that did, you know what was also weird to me? That shit didn't seem to register with them. That she's lived in the same house for 200 years. I don't know. I know that they're, that the oldest one's 13, but there's no way that she could normally think people lived at 200 years old. Okay, but this is where, like, 200 years old. Now I have to go back to the mom again, right? She is going to outlive all of her children. Her choosing. The human life their them. human life is her choosing their death. Yeah I, yeah, I didn't even think about that, and that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that pure blood shit, you She's know what I'm saying? She's literally saying, Marnie, I choose for you to die. That's, not what she, that's that pure blood shit, but it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, okay. But, so, Mayor gets us set up with Benny, the skeleton cab driver, yep. to take us to Grandma's house. And, um... This like random we, cab just pulls yeah. up, puts the kids in the cab. Of course. They get taken to Granny's house. Um, like any good Uber driver does when you get to a new place. <laughs> they tell the you town. the areas to, like, avoid and, like, you know, maybe don't go into that Waffle House. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And in his stories, he's introducing us to... Luke. Luke. She, she, he straight says, he points out, he's pointing out different areas, and he said, and don't talk to that kid, he's bad as fuck. So immediately I knew... This kid is going to be important to Marnie's life because she's going to try to fuck him. In my mind, all these kids, everybody just tries to fuck. Everything's about fucking. So when he's like, don't talk to that kid. And then like, there's a kid with like a weird face and then a normal looking kid. Luke is the normal looking kid, which means that something's up with him, period. He's going to be a pivotal character, or yep. at least a character that we should know his name. Know his name and we'll know about him later. Even though I could not remember his name five seconds ago. Right. But... So we get dropped off at Grandma's house, and we've got a lock. Marnie tries the stupidest spells to get this. She lock start open. off with abracadabra, bitch. I'm not even a wizard. I knew that wouldn't work. Open sesame. That I'm, like, that shit wouldn't work either. So Dylan is giving Marnie a hard time. Like, aren't you supposed to be magical? And while those two are arguing, Sophie's just opening the gate with her magic powers. Yeah, and they're like, "How'd you do it?" She's like, "I just push." And I secretly just wished that the gate would open, and it did. Well, um, the, the, the lock would turn into a frog. And then it did. And she, like, and looked down. Like, looked down, a, there's a frog. There's a frog there, yeah. So, she's the best 100%. at this point. 100%. Like, now, now I'm, I'm Sold. all in, right? Sold. yep. So, we get in. We're like, oh, Grandma's happy to see us. They're, like... She decides that she's going to keep them there for a little while. And there's no communication with the mortal right. world. Right. Doesn't call. Doesn't make a phone. She, she talks about making a phone call and says that she can't 
Because they haven't figured out long distance calling between worlds. In a magical world, mm-hmm. you cannot communicate with the mortal world. They figured out interdimensional flight, yet they can't make phone calls. Like, MCI doesn't work. I... It's, I, I just couldn't believe that. But I, I was like, what else? You could have just ignored it. Like, but no, we actually said, oh, we can't communicate between worlds. Mm-hmm. Cool. And this is when we find out the time works differently in Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. So she says, "I'll get you guys back before midnight." Right. Which then told us that she can at least make another trip, at least on Halloween, to go back. Right. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's even more annoying is there's no set time in Halloween Town. Apparently, it could be a couple of weeks. Yep. It could be a couple, couple of days. days. Who knows? It might change if you're on vacation in mm-hmm. Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you go on vacation in your own town, but what else? That is what it is. So we could actually stay longer here in Halloween Town and just got to be back before I'm assuming this wormhole closes right. to the mortal world at midnight on Halloween. We'll go straight into this cauldron scene. Yeah. With this dark hooded demon laughing maniacally in the cauldron aggie, aggie is a pre- pretty terrible grandmother we jump straight into because weird she, magic yeah because marnie's like grandma we're here to help do this thing that i overheard you telling mom about because i hear we might be witches or some shit and she goes oh yeah yeah yeah. come and look at this cauldron and this bad guy that i've been watching and spying on for the last couple months hours days who years knows? whatever the fucking if she time. was on vacation it could have been months <laughs> who knows the time constraints who knows Right. So she's saying we got to activate Merlin's talisman with the spell and potion to defeat this demon. So being as her daughter wouldn't help her, she's got to do the spell by herself because Marnie has no training. Yeah. And we're continually ignoring that Sophie is, is the best war wizard powerful. this side of Hermione Granger. Yeah. So the thing is, though, Marnie's like, I can help. Marnie doesn't seem to realize that she has zero fucking powers. Right. That you, yes, you are supposed to be a witch, but if you hadn't started by your 13th birthday, you could are in danger of losing all your powers altogether. 13th Halloween. 13th Halloween, you're correct. So it's the 13th Halloween and you have zero training, you're, yet you're like, we could do this. I, I have, it's like me walking into the NBA and saying, I'm not really sure how to shoot a jump shot, but... Can I at least play in the game? And they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? In like the most crucial part, too. Like, <laughs> exactly. The yeah. end of society it is, it is upon the fourth us, quarter. But like, let me in, man. It's the fourth quarter. And I said, you know what? I know we're down one point. Put me in the game right now. Yeah. This is time for me. It's, it's go time. So grandma says, no, basically, no thanks. I'll do it myself. And she, she just fails. Right. Um, and we say that the problem was... She was doing the Insta Potion rather than making it from scratch. Yeah, yeah. She put that shit in a microwave, and she's she hit toil, toil. Uh, what's it got? Was it those? Was, was boil, boil something, toil, trouble, some shit. Yeah. But she just there was the buttons on the microwave, and that shit was instant, and it didn't work out. So now we got to go into town to get the real ingredients. Yep, so to we make, can make a it from scratch. Homebrew of this shit. Right. So. Gwen notices they're missing at this point, and that's just a side note. And I feel like that was a good move, because Mom went to go check on her kids, because yeah. Gwen's out there trying to be a good mom. She, when she realizes that all three of her kids are missing, she immediately thinks that there was an abduction by her grandma, by grandma, and she needed to put out an Amber Alert 
to find her kids, but obviously she can't because Amber Alerts don't work interdimensionally. And the communication between the same. Yeah, and it's 98, so there's no Amber Alerts just yet. (laughs) So then we cut back. We're in town. And this is the first time we see what Aggie was talking about with the citizens going dark. Mm -hmm. So we had an interaction with a woman who was handing out muffins to Aggie, super happy. Yeah, earlier Harriet. Er, Yeah, Harriet. And she was doing charity work Mm -hmm. for the uh, headless shelter. Mm -hmm. And we run into this character again. Actually, Aggie physically runs into her. She turns, hisses, and storms off, and... This is what Aggie's been talking about. Yes, this is These people are going bad, and... So she's now saying, like, within 24 of these magical, whatever, Halloween town hours... She'll be missing. She'll be missing. And she goes to talk to our lovely mayor about this because she's clearly expressed this before, but now she's saying, like, something's happening to Harriet, and she's going to go miss. She's going to be the next one to go missing. Yep. She goes talk to Calabar. He does the shadiest thing <laughs> like, of, like... Oh, I'll look into oh, it. Oh, yeah, give me give two me, days. Give me a couple days. And but, it's like, hmm, we ain't, we're, time is of the essence. We need to do this right now. Right. He's like, give me a couple days. But more importantly, he's like, but you should stay out of it because it's not safe. Yeah, says, but by the way, this has nothing to do with you. Please yeah. don't look into this. This is something that I'm going to do on my own. My, myself, yes, I know you're a powerful witch, but it doesn't matter. I'm Calabal. <laughs> re- re- relax. It's cool. Yeah, I got this. I got this. Two days. I got this in two, two days, days. Two days. Um, so that's when we're, we're still in town. We end up meeting Luke. And yeah, because Marnie wants to get a broom. Because right. Marnie snuck the fuck off and decided that she wants to buy a damn broom from the Elvis looking weird guy. Yeah, that was a weird character choice. But, mm-hmm. but he went with it. He, he, yeah. he committed and he was the best Elvis monster he could be. Luke is played by Philip Van Dyke. Okay. And in this scene, he does not make a good impression. No. He comes up. He's talking shit to Marnie. But in like a weird trying to hit, hit on her, her way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like flirting. And it's weird. But I also thought it was weird because she's 13. And he's clearly 13-ish. Ish, like 14, 15 yeah. maybe. But, but you know, maybe 200. Man, who knows? Because time. Right. And it, the whole family takes like jabs at him yeah. with their stranger words. that we met or that we saw when we drove by with yeah. the skeleton taxi uh marnie gets in his face talks some shit to him he um basically falls off the curb and kind of like stumbles so away the brooms, yep he it, tells him i know some real powerful people yeah and that's when you're like oh this dude's like a bad dude too got it henchman some shit you're like all right got it it was just not Really, an even a necessary scene. Oh, uh, pretty unnecessary. Yeah, it was just so that way that dude can get his Elvis impression in. You know, yeah, he probably <laughs> definitely he definitely was doing it for his sad uh, card. So we we decide on the broom, and we take the most ridiculous broom ride scene that could I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, I could have I could have skipped on all of this. Uh huh. You you re- there was a couple times in this movie that you really see that the movie was made in '98, and this was one of them. Like, ah, TV movie, 98. This is pretty shitty. But it was cool. And uh, so we come back after our test broom ride. And right. uh, I'm a little disappointed that, like, Sophie didn't get to participate. I know, Sophie. she was super excited to Sophie try. Sophie and the few, we're, we're Sophie stands. Okay, we're here for Sophie. Oh, yeah. 
this movie should have been about her. Yeah, 100%. So Sophie didn't get to ride. She was like, I'm next. And then that's when they turn around. And <laughs> dun, 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 Gwen's in town. Mommy's Mom's back. here. And she's like, what the fuck, mom? Yeah. Grandma, what the fuck did you do and bringing the kids yeah, in? she's angry. Pissed. And obviously, an argument just breaks out in the middle of town about Marnie's training. And then Marnie's like, I should be able to do whatever the fuck I want, mom. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, Marnie, shut the fuck up. You already snuck the fuck out and went to an interdimensional place. This is the scene right here where I have decided I do not like You're Marnie. done with Marnie on this one? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, she's just, it takes no accountability for running away to a different dimension. Right. That she didn't know if she'd be able to come back from. Didn't know where she was going. Just went and snuck out and got into a vehicle with strangers. Yeah. Like, Gwen has to be with worried. her long, like young siblings. Well, she didn't know her daughter, her sister was there, but right. she she knew her brother was there. She needs to be responsible, and she just goes and does this. And of course, Gwen's gonna be upset. Of course, she's gonna be mad. That's her fucking mom. She's already lost her husband. Right? Come on, Marnie is thoughtless. She's thoughtless. She's and a terrible, terrible person. Terrible child, and she is just giving it to her mom as if she can. She's thirteen fucking years old. You need to shut the fuck up. And do what you're told. Right. Except for I'm still on the mom's a bad person for not letting her choose. But like this should have been a conversation <laughs> well before the 13th Halloween. Right. But, but it whatever. wasn't. So here now we are. We he- now we're here. Yeah. And mom wins out the argument. We're leaving now. And we're, we're going to take the bus. And it's just this whole ordeal that like really just stressed me out. Well, while they're, they're sitting there to take the bus, mom is trying to. F- Gwen is trying to figure out how to, to take the bus back, you know, interdimensionally. Marnie's sitting there and she's like, I'm not going to school. I'm like, what the fuck do you think was going to happen? You're going to go to school, bitch. She's like, I'm not going to school and I'm not going to talk to you ever again. And I was like, when she said, I'm not going to talk to you again, I was like, I hope that starts now. Yeah, me too. So I was like, stop the talking. Up. The whole scene was just it irked me. And, and like, Dylan's oh. sitting there looking stressed the fuck out. Yeah, he's like, just, he's always on mom's side. And yep. He's just like, come on, like, just let, oh, but whatever. The buses are not running, so we're stuck in and, Halloween oh, town. Oh, and then Marty, when she finds out the buses, she's like, well, I guess we're fucking stuck, aren't we, mom? And that was the moment I was like, I am not here for this attitude. No. Nope. This bitch needs a spanking mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Right now. But that doesn't work. But... Dylan suggests that maybe we go talk to the mayor. Because that guy, like, with his ear candy was super helpful before. Yeah. So maybe he can help us out here. So we're going to go find the mayor. And Gwen's going to find the mayor to get out of Halloween Town. And that's when she runs into what we find out is her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, Calabar. Who is Calabar. Calabar's like, <clears throat> oh, Gwen. Good to, good to see you. And he, like, he like legit, no bullshit, Pulls a dead flower, makes that shit alive again, and he's like, this is for you. Are you still with that human? And she's like, oh, hey, Calabar. And I'm like, you oh. You always spoke with your magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm you like. You used to like it. They were fucking. It, they used to fuck a lot. And she left. Probably because she was creeped out by <laughs> him. You're the creepy motherfucker. Because I was creeped out mm-hmm. by him. And at first, you kind of see her. She's, like, leaning into it a little bit. She's feeling it. And then... She's like, oh, yeah, you're this guy. I forgot you're this guy. Right. And then she kind of, oh, my kids are behind me, too. Uh Uh-huh. And Marnie makes some terrible comment, like, I'm not going to call him dad. Yeah, she's the fucking worst. Marnie's the fucking worst. 
Ugh, the kids so... were kids were obviously confused at first as to why uh, Calabar was acting like this, but then that's when Marnie susses it out and was like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." They, they used to fuck. This is used to be mom's old boyfriend. Yeah, I'm not gonna call him dad if we get back together. And I'm like, this dude's a bad guy. They're not gonna get together. It's fine. Right. <laughs> and I'm not even sure how that's resolved. He like, oh, I'll come back and help you later. Yes. This guy apparently can't get anything done unless he has two days. He's got a note. He got a note. He got a note from his secretary. He's like, I gotta go take this call. Uh, I'll be back. Just stay here. I'll be back a little later. Right. And that's when we got my my girl Sophie spying out the window, mm-hmm. watching Grandma take mm-hmm. off with Luke. Right. So Luke and Grandma have this weird conversation about how he works for a dude and the dude wants Merlin's talisman and he's gonna he wants to introduce himself to Aggie yeah yeah yeah. they're taking off down the street and Sophie's got that you know sixth sense and she's like grandma's in trouble and now the whole family's following Luke and Aggie as they go into the abandoned theater which has been closed down more yeah. recently. And we come in, Aggie's going into the movie theater, and we see a bunch of people who are frozen. And this is where we see Harriet, our muffin lady. So now we're confirmed that this is where the missing people are going, and they're frozen in time. We have our demon hooded character come out of the portal movie screen, mm-hmm. and they start arguing about the talisman and Aggie tells him no he's not gonna give it to him yeah he's I mean not gonna give it to him. I'm not sure how he thought that conversation would end any differently right I, fi- I figure he thought he would just ask maybe she'd be like you know what I'm gonna give you Merlin's flashlight talisman talisman looking thing <laughs> I'm gonna give you that flashlight thing cause it looks like a flashlight yeah it looks like a flashlight so I'm just gonna give it to you at the same time though while they're having this argument um, Marnie's back to being a bitch to her mom and they're like I want to stay in Halloween town and Gwen's like yeah you guys are witches uh, it is what it is y'all we're going home and Sophie's like we gotta follow grandma to this to this abandoned yeah. abandoned theater that we haven't that you haven't seen in however many years mom and we yeah. just saw earlier my Cromo powers are saying your argument not valid yeah, right now. Exactly. Bigger things at play, ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in the theater. In the theater, yeah. We, well, I mean, Luke's just throwing out these <laughs> side lines, comments. Side comments. Mm-hmm. Um, your demon character literally tells him to shut up. He tells him to shut the fuck up. He does. He yeah. Does. And um, then you, you know, they get into this battle, and Aggie is. Very slowly dodging these bolts. Yeah, he's throwing these these fire bolts at at Aggie, and she like is literally just moving <laughs> her shoulders <laughs> side to like, side. Like moves to the left, moves to the right, avoids the the bolts like with her like cat like maneuvers. And looks like oh shit, I didn't know you were gonna try to right. kill her. That's not what you yeah, said. He's clearly upset at this point. Yeah, he said like, I thought you were just going to try to talk to her. We didn't agree to this. We didn't, this is not <laughs> what I signed up for. And he tr- goes to leave. Yeah, and that's when we see Gwen come in, and that's when we see her use powers for the first time. Little Rusty, she uh, uses them on Luke and basically 
ties him up with flowers. Yeah, turns him than, into a potted plant. Right, rather than powers. Uh-huh. And she gets down to her, her mom, pushes Aggie out of the way. Mind you, Aggie was doing fine before Gwen got there, dodging these firebolts. Very true. But uh, Gwen gets there, gives a big heave-ho to Aggie, and gets hit with a fireball, a freeze ball herself. A freeze ball, yes. And uh, moments later, Aggie goes down as well to a freeze ball. And Dylan, our, our resident smart kid, our man of the hour, uh-huh, says, is, we got to get We got to get here. the fuck out of here to save ourselves. And Marnie's being dumb. No, we have to stay. We gotta save them. We have zero powers, but we need yeah. to stay here and also get caught up in this fucking shit. Meanwhile, I feel like Sophie's already opening the door and heading <laughs> She's out. She's like, we got to we already got to get and the fuck out of here. Dylan's dragging Marnie mm-hmm. and Marnie telling her, like, we have to save ourselves before we can save them. Gra- Gra- Granny, Aggie says, Aggie says, go out there and save yourselves. She didn't give him, like, any tips. She didn't no tell him how to. Mind you, once again, I want to once again reiterate that these kids do not know what magic is that Mm-mm. they can do. Or no, nor who they can trust. They have no, no idea. They no got to this town, like, five minutes ago. Yeah, or five hours ago. I'm not really who sure knows? how the time, out, <laughs> where time works here. Um... So then we start to go, we now know that we have to gather the ingredients for the potion to make it from scratch. And we just have these just random scenes that were just so, like, strange interactions with the characters in the town. First, Martin, they need to go get some, the hair of a werewolf. Right. And then we needed the sweat of a ghost and a vampire's fang. So it was just a terrible, like, montage like, of because, interactions. Because this is the point in all DCOMs. That we realize that we're running a little long. Right. And it's time to speed up the plot. So they go and they just shave a werewolf in a beauty salon. They go to a ghost, turn up the heat on the sauna. Yep. And get the sweat of a ghost. And then they go to, uh, Marnie impersonates a dental assistant. And she gets a vampire fang all in the span of four minutes. Right. So we got all the ingredients. And this is where I see Sophie save the day again, completely mm-hmm. for, like, the scene isn't even necessary. We're just pointing out how awesome she is. She identifies the danger. Yeah, so the taxi driver skeleton guy Benny, pulls who's back been up. been cool before. He was cool earlier. You know, so he pulls up. He's like, kids, come with me. And then she's like, when, oh, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Which is, mind you, odd because he doesn't have a face. So she could just tell. She knew instantly. He's yep. bad. And then he grabs Dylan, tries to get him, and then that's when she runs, gets a dog, and basically... Where the fuck did that dog come from? I don't from? know, but he needed to go after the bones. The dog was just a regular dog, too. It wasn't even like a special <laughs> dog. It was like a dog on the set. <laughs> they were like, mm, so send this dog after him. she saves them, again, identifies yeah. the danger, and makes it go away mm-hmm. while they're just being... While Marty does nothing. Nothing. You can't say that, because Dylan is not even here for this. Right. Dylan's like, look, man, this is a weird dream, and I just want to go to bed. So I'm cool with everything that's going. I'm a I'm a yes and guy. As if this was the improv, and I'm just gonna go with everything. But I'm not here to like interrupt anything. Right. I'm just here. And so Marnie though is the one that's the worst, and she's like, "We're witches, but I don't know how to be a witch." So then that comes into play five seconds later when Marnie, they get all the potion in there, and Marnie doesn't remember the spell. But right, you know who does? Soph. Soph. Because she's the best. Yeah. So Sophie's got a little song that she remembered the the spell the too, spell. Mm-hmm. right? And she so, did with that like mnemonic memory thing. She like made a song so that way she remembers what Graham said earlier, 
um, to put it in Merlin's flashlight thing. And when they say it together, Marnie's like... slowly behind her. Right, because she's trying to keep up. Marnie's like, we did it. And me, me and Lindsay don't. We don't think she did. No, at We're this point, sure. I, I've still never seen Marnie Sophie. do magic, and I believe she has. No she's powers. the worst. Yeah, she's she's the worst. She's just this. on the coattails of Sophie at mm-hmm. this point. So now we got it lit, and this is the only time that Marnie actually like does something worthy mm-hmm. in my mind. She remembers that Grandma said that mortal see, mortal do. So in order for the talisman to work, they have to install it in the jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, so they're saving everything from Halloween. All the vampires and werewolves and costumes and all that shit. Us mortals, we saw them do it and stole it. So basically like misappropriation of of the Halloween town people. Culture. Yep. So <laughs> then we, we, so like since that's the case, jack-o'-lanterns was us copying them once again. And there's a giant, there happens to be a giant-ass jack-o'-lantern in the center of town. Town, yeah, right where, like... We give speeches on top of buildings. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we're going down. We got to install this thing. Luke tries to warn Marnie it's a trap because he now feels like he's on the wrong side. Yeah, he's been doing this all wrong all along, and he wants to fuck Marnie. Yeah. So... Now... The dark power isn't obviously what she's into, so now yeah. he's got to switch sides. Yep. Um, apparently, it's not a trap at all because we get um, the demon shows up out of the sky mm-hmm. and goes on this whole rant about how like they're gonna take back the mortal world. That's how I knew the world. That's how I knew the story was about to end because he was doing his villain speech, right? And so he was giving his villain speech and telling them why he was gonna take back the mortal world because apparently. Um, monsters and mortals used to live together side by side until people, humans were scared of the monsters and in turn the monsters started scaring more humans and so they just made their own world. So he wants to go down there and just take, take it over. Mm-hmm. Now he wants both worlds. Um, so he sees the Cromwells and he asks for the talisman again. I don't know, didn't work the first time and yet he thought the kids were dumber. Again. Yeah. And Luke actually helps make a distraction by putting on Marnie's robe thing. Robe thing and causing Calib oh Calabar. That's when he <laughs> reveals himself as Calabar. The bad guy, yeah. 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 I, I wasn't even gonna say it because apparently it's so obvious. Yeah, it was point. it was extremely obvious. I thought that was the whole thing. And it was like, Oh, here it finally is. Here's the moment. So Calabar is distracted going after Luke and Marnie's Trying it was to, an old rope dope Right. And she went running for the jack-o'-lantern. To the top of it, when the mouth of this thing is large enough just, for her to just slide into. Slide and into, just, yeah. She wants to climb to the top to try to put Merlin's flashlight talisman thing into the jack-o'-lantern. But she gets stopped. She gets hit with a freeze ball. Yep. And gets stopped. It, like, hanging half in this mm-hmm. pumpkin, half out. And... I still, this is like her defining moment where like she becomes the hero. Yep. And honestly, it was just, I still, she literally just dropped it. Yep. She dropped it, right? She, she drops it and then uses magic to guide it into the light thing. I'm, see, that's where I'm like, was it magic? Yeah. Cause she remembers grandma's wise words of, if you want 
they use magic, it's as easy as just thinking the things you want. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she just thinks it, and then it glides right into the spot. Okay, so at a minimum, like, this is the first time we actually see her this is like, have powers. Like, this is like low-level magic right yeah, here. Yeah, it's pretty, it's weak. Mm-hmm. But we get that lantern lit, and Calabar is now weakened, and all the people unfreeze, and everyone's happy and celebrating. And that's when, you know, mom and grandma come back, and that's when we're like, oh, it's Calabar. Yeah. And then they're like, Calabar, why'd you do this? And Calabar's like, because, Gwen, you decided to fall in love with a human. Right? I've become an evil, evil piece of shit person this? because you <laughs> loved a human, and I've been trying to rule two worlds because you went to a fucking party, married a human, at least 14 years ago, and had two, three fucking children. A super, like, angry ex-boyfriend rant. Yep. It's so uncalled for. It's so, like, what? Yeah. And I was like, this is the motivation? This is the reason you've been doing all this? You're ruining towns and trying to ruin two worlds? because people? Because this chick left you for a human, and this took you 14 years to get to this point? It's so frustrating that this is even happening at this point. Mm-hmm. But of course, he ends up using his powers to grab the lantern out of the jack o' lantern and hold it up and swing it around and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Aggie's like, not in my town. Steps up, tries to do some magical powers. Mom steps Gwen steps in. up, grabs her hand. And then at that point, that's when the two of them, apparently it's still not enough. Two Cromwell's not enough for Calabar. So we look over. Even though he's been weakened. Right. But now that mom's in trouble, Dylan started to get his powers because he's a mama's boy through and through. And he starts to get some powers too. So Marnie's like, all three of us have powers. He gets finger sparkles. Finger sparkles. Yeah, like lightning <laughs> in his hands. So they all Aurora rip Borealis. hands together. And the five of them use their powers to stop Calabar. He gets absorbed by Merlin's talisman flashlight, and he disappears. Pretty anticlimactic. Pretty, yeah. Pretty end of anticlimactic end of a movie, which meant they were running out of time. It was time to get this done. Right. Um. So then we go, you know, jump back. Luke, our kind of hero, mm-hmm. is now hideous. Full goblin. He's back to being a goblin, not looking like a human anymore. No, he doesn't he, have that normal looking kid face right um he's he, like marnie i didn't think you would go out with me if i looked like this and it's like well you became like non-ugly before marnie got to town yeah. so how does that a motivation but what else we'll go with it she gives him a kiss on the cheek and she's like well of course we'll go on a date and then i thought to myself I, if i had a 13 year old daughter you're not dating anybody especially after you ran away and went to another fucking dimension we're not doing this but you know Whatever. I mean, we're also purists too, so you can't date a goblin. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, definitely. You definitely can't date a goblin. That's not happening. Ugh. Anyway. Everyone loves Luke now. He's redeemed in everyone's eyes. Uh, Aggie says we have a job for you. I wanted to know who the new mayor was. I mean, I guess we don't get that right here, but no. That that's what they say. You have a new job for you. Uh, Marnie and, and Gwen make up. Now they're friends again. And she said, Mom, I'm sorry for being a cunt. And then <laughs> Marnie, then Gwen's like, it's okay, baby. 
I was kind of mean to you too. Even though she wasn't, she was trying to be a parent. And then Marty's like, let's go home. So they all load the bus. Yeah, but wait, like Gwen invites Aggie. Oh yeah, she's like, you can't stay here, mom. Come and live with us and teach the girls magic. And they're like, cool. And then she's like, actually, Marnie, Gwen says to Marnie, I'm going to teach you magic. I'm going to finish your training. She's like, oh, mom. And that's what... I'm like, I mean, the last thing we kind of saw you do was like... <laughs> Made some flowers. flowers. That was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you all, you probably need a crash course yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So, no thanks, mom. I'll take the woman who's been doing it for 200 years. Yeah. But, yeah. Then, then that's when... Marnie's like, where's my broom? And then Gran reaches into her bag that has a false bottom and pulls a broom all the way out from the from this giant deep bag, I guess. Um, we see that Luke is now the bus driver and is going to drive them interdimensionally, even though he's at least 13 or 14. If he's 16, this is really creepy. I just want to say that. But he's <laughs> going to drive them... At, He's had zero training. He's going to drive them across dimensions because he's now the bus driver because that was the job. Um, That way we have the bus running again, right? Yeah, I guess. And then that's what Aggie says. We're going to take you there. We're going to take you home. And then they get into the bus and then it flies off. And then that's the end of the movie. Finn. That was was Halloween Town. And as you saw, man, I had a a lot of things that I just didn't understand going on. It was an interesting film for someone that I don't understand why people love it so much. I I mean, I just like it. <laughs> I mean, that whole thought of like your whole life, you know, like it's that whole princess thing, right? Like you wake up one day and you find out you have magical powers. Or you wake Listen, up one day and you find out you're a princess. I, like, couldn't, I couldn't. It's the dream. I couldn't help but make allusions to Harry Potter as I'm watching it. And Harry... Harry, she, Marnie takes it much better than Harry does when he finds out he's a wizard. So I get, I'll, that's one point for Marnie. Every other point, though, goes to Harry because he handles everything else better. And he has, obviously, a lot more shit on his plate. Well, <laughs> let's take it back. Sophie. Sophie wins it all. Sophie's the best. I think the best... Okay, so like, let's get into who won the movie. Okay. My winner of this movie was Dylan. Dylan finds out he has powers at the end. He says, this, he's still using that logic. He's like, this was probably like some static electricity or some Arroyo, Arroyo Borealis. And that I read about. Throughout the film, he just gives Marnie shit about how she's shitty as a person and as a witch. And he's just not here for it. But he's down to help out because that's his job as the man of the house. He makes snide comments the whole time and he's hilarious. I feel like he won the movie. I feel like Sophie won the movie because all of the danger at every point is identified by her and solved by her. The The movie wouldn't conclude without her being there. They literally would have died in the first, you know, interaction with the cab driver or mm-hmm. froze. Mm-hmm. She's the one getting out. She's the one doing all of this. And I'm pretty sure she knew she had magic. Well before Marnie ever figured it out. I'm I'm sure she knew before and Marnie. She seems like she's been practicing this. <laughs> but she had she didn't she didn't even know the cookie could, could levitate. But it was cool though. But I I I will give you so Sophie was a good winner of the movie. I think Dylan was a great winner. He was my I'm here for him. If it was gonna be like a three star thing. It would be star three goes to Dylan. Star two goes to Sophie. The number one real star of this movie was the town of Halloween Town. Because somehow 
though no one knows anybody, these kids can get around and everything's fine. So right. <laughs> Halloween Town is the real winner of the film. Um, Loser was 100% Marnie, Marnie. The worst. I just, I just can't with her. As we continually watch these decoms, I want to know if the protagonist is always terrible. I'm starting to think yes. <laughs> yeah. And like, I've seen these movies before, but never really focused in on how terrible they were yes. until recently. Yes. And that's just what it is now. Like, they're terrible. They're terrible people. Yeah. Always. And parents are always getting the shit into the stick in these films. But it's fine. It's enjoyable. Still, I mean, she chose mortal death for her daughter. I'm still on that Yeah, but one. I don't think that was when she fell in love with, with William, the human that only gets name dropped once. And then we get one picture of him. Um, when she chose, fell in love with him at a Halloween party, the plan wasn't to have the, have the kids... And have them become happy. I mean, she loved the guy. It happens. Love is a thing and people love blah, blah, blah. So it happens. I mean, Marnie's right now falling in love with a 13-year-old goblin. 13 to 16, you know, depending on the Not age and time. Not in our, that Not pure blood. Not the pure blood Cromwell family. That's true. That's true. Who's winning at life? Winning at life? I mean, the star has to be Debbie Reynolds, right? Like Debbie Reynolds was, was the star of the film. Famous she, coming in. Famous, famous going, going out. out. Yep. <laughs> Couldn't, that was a huge, that had to be a huge get for them, getting Debbie Reynolds to be in this film. She did have the lead credits. Yeah, she was the lead credit. I think, I think the one that had the best career after, now mind you, Kimberly J. Brown had a long role in Guiding Light, okay, which is a soap opera that ran. She has a few other credits to her name, but the real other star had to be Gwen, a.k.a. Tandy, because she played a, a secondary <laughs> a secondary character right. on, a, on a hit TV show called Nashville, and I couldn't think of her as anyone but that person. But Tandy. She I just was a saw, pretty minor character, though. She was a major character in seasons one and two, and it becomes extremely minor once um, Powers Booth, Lam- Lamar dies. Okay. But like, yeah, once once he dies, she becomes pretty minor and, and the show really focuses in on Raina on Nashville. But uh, to me, that was the, the big role. That was the big role. I, I'm still going. It's got to be Debbie Reynolds. Though. All right. Debbie, rest in peace to Debbie Reynolds. Yes. Though. Um, Carrie Fisher's mama. She was the best. She was great in this film. Her I love it. Her skin looked fantastic. <laughs> I, I made it like a audible comment about it in it the glowed. first close-up scene that she had but that's really all we have for this movie yeah any any final thoughts on halloween town Lynn's? um i'm looking forward to see who our new marnie will be and whether I marnie can't they, will improve as a character as we go her. into the rest of the series i'm i'm excited to see where sophie really goes from here i need to see I want, I want to see Halloween Town 2, the growth of Sophie. I want to see Halloween Town 3, Sophie's return. I want to see Halloween Town 4, I'm here for Sophie. <laughs> Halloween Town 5, Sophie's revenge. And then Sophie, 
Sophie, Sophie Weentown. Yes. <laughs> Rename the series. Because she will now be mayor by <laughs> yes. the time she... Mayor gets... Sophie of Sophie Weentown. Right. That's what I really want to see. And like improving mortal Halloween Town relations. <laughs> relations. Yes. Yep, yep. That's another thing. They should probably rename it Halloween Town to just something like like Springfield. I mean, like just like a regular name. It'll be odd. How Maybe she can work on that. I think Sophie, Sophie for president. Um, other than that, I think that's it. Lindsay, this has been fun. Yeah, always. Uh, I can't wait to talk about the next DCOM with you. Until then. See you later. This is DCOM After Dark.